welcome to another episode of The Millionaire Mentor Method with your host, Crystal Colley, also known as the most famous woman in the world. So today I wanted to ask you guys a very important question. And this is coming from, well, on episode 18, so a couple episodes ago, I went over how some of the best and easiest and most recession-proof and most fail-proof businesses there are are ones that are unglamorous. So things like insurance and sweeping chimneys and cleaning businesses, things like that. So I wanted to flip that coin and go into the realm that I love so much, which is the big, huge, bold, creative, disruptive, billion-dollar ideas. And um, so the way that I like to think of, of this is if you're going to do anything, you might as well go big. <laughs> and I know that sounds very simplistic, and it is. Um, because I look at it like this, for the bigger ideas, the individuals who have achieved that type of growth and success in business, or even in other areas, um, which ultimately is still business, even if, even if it's something like entertainment, um, they had just as many hours in their day as someone who has a nine to five job or, um, you know, a smaller business or, or anything. It's not that they have more hours in their day, right? And no one is superhuman. So what's the difference? Well, usually the difference is education, knowledge, and optimization, time optimization. So with that said, I want to turn this around and ask you, what is your billion-dollar idea? I truly believe that I could pull out a billion-dollar idea from almost anyone within, I would say, five to ten minutes with asking the right question. And, of course, as they say, the ideas are a dime a dozen. It's the ex execution that matters. And that is absolutely true. Absolutely 100 percent, 10 hundred million percent true. Ideas are a dime a dozen. It's the sweat and the effort and a well-organized machine that actually can execute that idea. But, hey, you're going to spend your time doing something anyways, especially if you are, especially if you already have your basic needs met. So a roof over your head, your bills are covered, and you're able to save a little bit of money at the end of the month. If you've already got that and you're looking to start something on the side, uh, you know, might as well go big or go home. Might as well. You're going to be working on it anyways. So how do you find 
a billion dollar idea. Um, I was watching a talk in the Stanford, what is it called exactly? The Stanford eCorner. And I highly recommend this website to everyone, Stanford eCorner. It has tons of amazingly high quality resources um, and talks and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's honestly so amazing. So I was watching a video um, on the Stanford eCorner and you know what? I need to look up real quick exactly who this young man was because I don't want to get his name wrong because it is kind of a really um, quite incredible story. Um, so I clicked on this link that said behind the scenes of a mega unicorn. And this is the story of Austin Russell, who is, I believe he's 20. Okay. He's 27. He's the 27 year old CEO of Luminar, which is a global leader in automotive LIDAR hardware and software. So LIDAR is a part of, um, automated driving. So self-driving cars and all that, um, all the, the new safety, you know, mechanisms and software that are being installed in the newest cars. So his company is worth over a billion dollars and he's only 27. So honestly, he inspired me because it made me think, wow, you know, he's 27 and he did what many of us would believe is impossible or, you know, not realistic or whatever, but no, it's totally realistic. He had a, he did his research first and foremost. He did his market research on what was emerging, what were problems that were emerging and uh, niches in technology that were emerging that not everyone was aware of and not everyone was flooding into. And he even said himself that he was, um, that he, he went into something that was unsexy on purpose. And that's because there weren't many players in that game that were, well, there were, there were players in the game and actually they were the multinational conglomerates. <laughs> um, but it wasn't thousands upon thousands upon thousands of companies all trying to do LIDAR. So his story was just honestly amazing. If you want to see it, I just highly recommend it. It's, it's just so insightful. Um, I mean, even just watching this young man's demeanor on stage, it just shows you, I mean, it, it, me watching it, I'm like, oh, he's been coached of how to, you know, do your, um, your hand gestures, you know, as a speaker on stage and stuff, but it comes across so well. And Hey, that's why he is a 27 year old billionaire. So, okay. What are some questions that you can ask yourself to come up with a genuinely billion dollar idea? Okay. So one approach and the approach that I would that I would go for first is what problem in your daily life annoys you? What bugs you? What little stupid thing that you encounter in your life bugs you? 
Or have you ever thought, oh my God, I wish there was a blah. Or, oh my God, why can't they just make it like this instead of like this? If you look at it like that, all of a sudden you see not problem after problem after problem after problem, but you see great business idea, great business idea, great business idea after great business idea. And I mean, they, these, these ideas are everywhere when you start looking at it through that lens. Also, and actually know what I should give an example, right? Not just not give an example. So here's an example. Um, Okay, and I need to get this other gentleman's name right as well because I'm going to reference one of his inventions, um, which is the owner of FastCap. Um, FastCap is a, I don't even know how to describe this company, but at its core, at its base, it is a woodworking accessories and tools company. Um, But they sell much more than just that. And the founder, uh, Paul Akers, A-K-E-R-S, has branched out and just started talking about his, his methods and writing books and everything. And honestly, you know what, there's so many speakers and, and authors and business owners and leaders and gurus and all this stuff. But honestly, this guy stands out because he's just so He just makes so much sense. It's nothing that will go over your head. You know, he just, his energy just comes across. Um, If you want to go to his website, his website is paulacres.net, Paul, A-K-E-R-S again, dot net. Um, But okay, so one of his inventions was, and I'm probably going to butcher the name of this tool, but it's basically a, like a piece of plastic that pushes wood through a saw so that your fingers obviously don't get cut off. Um, and this little, it's like a curved shape, uh, plastic, like pusher little thing. It's super simple. And it's been around since I guess woodworking and saws were even invented. Um, just to, you know, push, push the wood through without getting your hand close to the saw. So he made an invention that just simply took that little gadget and put magnets on the bottom of it on the bottom of it so that it can now stick to the like the cage that the 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 saws in the table the wall the side of the thing whatever the machine you can just stick it anywhere and so that way you're not because i guess he said every time he would see somebody pushing pushing wood through the saw that this stupid piece of plastic would be just then set down and then you know it falls on the floor it's sliding back on to the back of the table it falls on the floor and then somebody kicks it and then it, it gets lost underneath the table on the way back and da 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 all he did was put magnets on the bottom and boom there's the business another thing he invented was just a little plastic attachment to a garbage can, like a garbage bin. And the plastic attachment holds the roll of trash bags. Whoa, mind blown, mind blown. Why? Because 
what do you do when you take the trash out? You need to go somewhere to go find the trash bags, go tear one off, come back, put it in the trash. And yeah, why not just have the trash bags attached to the trash can so that you just roll a new one off and put it in? Saves you however many minutes and steps of walking. When that little uh, roll is empty, you know it and you can replace it. And, you know, of course, if you have, like him, if you have a large business, every step that you can save is dollars saved. So dollars made, right? So there is a business. Uh, another one that he had, which I'm just like, this guy is my hero. <laughs> I honestly, he's my people. I saw him and, and finally I'm like, oh my God, this is my person. This is somebody that's so similar to me. Um, just bursting with ideas. This guy is just, he's like, oh, that's a business idea. Oh, that's a business idea. Oh, that. And you know, they're genuinely legit good business ideas because they're solving problems, real actual problems. Um, okay. Last invention of his and, and his team that I'm going to mention a, uh, a tape measure that you can write on in pencil. And basically it's so that you take the measurement and there's a space there to make a little hash mark, roll it back up. And on the outside of the tape measure, there's a little white uh, erasable little part right there on the side of the tape measure where if you really want to, you can write the measurement. Uh, you know, 33 inches or whatever it is. Um, but he made another good point, which is because your pencil mark is right there on the actual measurement, it's not, it's not approximate, it's exact. So everything moving forward that you're using that tape measure for is exact, exact. Not, oh, it's, you know, 15 and seven eighths. Let's just round it up. No, it's exact. So, all right. So what is your billion dollar idea? What problem can you solve? Another way to approach this is to do exactly what uh, Austin Russell did, which is we all have Google. We can look up industry trends. We can look up emerging technologies that are, that are years out from being uh, mainstream, from being marketed actually to consumers. And we can position ourselves as a leader in that industry. And, and by leader, I mean at the forefront in terms of time. So what Austin Russell was saying, the founder of Luminar, was that he dropped out of college, uh, dropped out of Stanford to start Luminar, um, but he only did so because he did so much thorough market and industry research, okay? Research is the key here. 
real hard data gathering. And it's not hard, people. We have so many resources. And guess what? If you don't know where to start, type that into Google, right? Like, type in that exact question uh, to start. Like, where would I find emerging technology information? Start with that. Start with the actual question that you have and branch out and make notes, make folders, make, you know, print stuff out, get, get a binder and dedicate that to your research, write stuff down, get a notebook, get a notebook that just says billion dollar idea research notebook, (laughs) billion dollar idea company notebook, billion dollar company notebook, something. Just write stuff down. Get on Google. Start looking. Okay, I'm preaching. Okay. Look up research of what is needed in industry moving forward and where you can fit in where there's not a lot of competition, not a lot of companies. And of course, you can find that out online too. You know, you can look up how many companies are in a certain niche Uh, during the time that Austin Russell was looking up LIDAR. Uh, yeah, you know, just be resourceful. Google, how many LIDAR companies are there in the world? What is LIDAR? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's so much stuff that you can start with. I mean, I didn't even know what LIDAR was before I heard the Stanford talk. And now I do. And now you do. It helps with the... Sensors for automated driving. Great. That's all we need to know. But there's so much more than that. Uh, so here's, here's an example. Uh, a couple years ago, I thought to myself, and this is going to sound so silly, but it's so true. I thought to myself, I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> well, I, I want one. I want one. You know, um, I love looking at, at these types of success stories. It's fascinating to me. It's fun. It's exciting. It makes me want to wake up to life. It really does. I don't know what it is, but these type of business, uni- uh, business unicorns, success stories just gives me so much energy. It just makes me want to now get Austin Russell on, on this podcast, which I'm going to try. <laughs> um, but a couple years ago, I thought, well, I want to be a billionaire. They're having all the fun going to space. I want to go to space. And um, I, I had actually a lot of interest in aerospace from decades ago and actually started, started my major. My major was actually aerospace engineering and then I ended up switching it. But um, so I looked and I did some research on all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's where I started. Just let me find out about this industry. Let me find out about the realities of it. Let me find out about what's needed. Let me find out about what problems need to be solved. And is it, is it, is it realistic? How do I get funding? You know, just how do I just looking at all of that stuff? So, um, you know, I looked up how many aerospace startups are getting funded each year. I looked up the biographies of some of the founders and thought to myself, you know, do they have an exponentially more impressive resume than I do? You know, um, most of them, by the way, don't or did not. 
Um, and surprisingly, to my pleasant surprise, there are so many opportunities in aerospace that I was so glad that I didn't that I didn't start with a negative bias. And instead of thinking to myself, which well maybe I did for you know up until recently, but instead of continuing on the line of, well, I could never make an aerospace corporation. Well, I could never do that. Well, I could never be a billionaire. Well, I could never, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever. I just took a playful side to it and I went, well, I want a space company too, Elon. (laughs) Like, give me one. And, you know, then doing the research on it and looking at other people's stories, like, hey, let me look up other people's uh, aerospace startup success stories and let me look at the CEO and let me look at the founders and let me look at the team and let me look at how did they do it. And I found so many, so many amazing stories. Um, A lot of them with female founders and, you know, not not uh, anyone that is mind-bogglingly, you know, impressive. Uh, Yes, many of them have degrees. Um, But, you know, I would even argue that is not necessary for many of these types of stories. I mean, Austin Russell dropped out. He doesn't have a degree. Or maybe he got one afterwards, but I don't think he did. I'm pretty sure he just dropped out of Stanford and never received his degree. So if he can, you know, if, if, if even he technically can't write down, you know, Stanford graduate on his resume and he is the CEO of a billion, a billion dollar plus company, then what's holding you back? You have the same tools as he does. You can Google. <laughs> Maybe if you are getting into a very specific industry, you might have to purchase some subscriptions to certain like industry publications. Maybe you have to spend a couple hundred bucks going to a trade show. Maybe you have to start networking in an industry that you're not used to. But that's all stuff you can do. Um, For me, I thought, well, I want a space company let me just start on step one. What is step one? Okay. And okay, people, that's my cats. They are fighting. (laughs) Um, so I thought, all right, I want a space company. What, what is step one? And I'm not thinking, is it going to be successful or is it not? We're not there yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet. Is it going to be successful? Isn't it? Is it not? Will it work? Will it won't? Am I good enough? Will it? Well, I don't know. And no one does. You're not going to know those types of answers because no one can truly, 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 truly predict the future, right? So think of your billion dollar idea. Oh, I, you know what? I got off track. Okay. So what, what was my step one? Well, I created a C-Corp. I incorporated. It's not hard. How do you do it? You can just Google, how do I incorporate a business? It takes about a couple hours. It's not hard at all. You don't have to go through legal Zoom. 
Just go to the secretary of state of whatever state you want to incorporate in. Which state should you incorporate in? Look, there's only a few people. <laughs> there's, only a, there's only a couple that are good for, for business, really. And that is like Delaware, Wyoming, sometimes Texas, um, Nevada. You can look that up though too. There's like four, there's like four to five top incorporating states for business. And you can compare the prices and all that. And guess what? You know what? If you incorporate in the wrong state or you find out that there's a better state that you could have incorporated in for some niche tax law, you can just dissolve your company and reinstate in the new state. It's not a big deal. Just get started. Or if you find out, oh, I, I, I incorporated as an LLC, but it should have been an S-corp. All right, we'll just dissolve it and just make it an S-corp then. Those are learning, those are things that you're going to learn, learn along the way, and that's fine. Just start, just incorporate. For me, I just tell people, look, get your idea, whatever it is, whether that's your passion or just a weird hobby, whatever it is, or, or your idea that you think you can solve a problem, and just do the first step. I would say the very, 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 very first step is just to do a little bit of research. Uh, obviously, if it's a more um, complex type of industry like aerospace, do more research. But that could be fun. Doing research can be fun. Even if you decide that it's not for you, well, hey, I thought you liked that industry anyways, so you learned something. Big deal. So you went on some forums and you learned some stuff and you didn't end up doing it. Big deal. All right, try something else. So the first step, do some research. Second step, even though I said it was the first step, but really second step, then incorporate. Incorporate your business entity. Why? Because you know what? And this, this is different people can give you different advice, but I, I truly believe that when you incorporate your business entity, it becomes real for you. You put money down out of your pocket to incorporate a business entity and it becomes real. And, and by real, you know, it becomes real for not only you, but it is at an, an actual business now. You're not lying. It is a business. That's what a business is. It's a business entity. So as soon as you create that entity and it's filed, it's a business. You can start writing stuff off. It really is a business. And, you know, there's something kind of satisfying even about when you get that, you know, piece of paper from the IRS with your EIN and you get your business license. It's like, oh, wow, you know, you see your, your business name. You can open a business account. You can get a business debit card with the name of your company on it. It's dope. Like, I remember the first time I got my first business card and I was like, dude, look at my business card. This is badass. I loved it. I love just seeing my business idea on my business debit card. And I remember like wanting to show people my business debit card just because of the name being on it. It's cool. You know, it is really. So just incorporate, keep doing research. And then guess what? Do the third step. And when you don't, when you feel like you don't know what to do, take a step outside of yourself and just ask yourself as if you were someone else, okay, 
what do you think the next best step would be? We're not thinking about, oh, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Am I good enough? Is there, is it going to make money? Am I going to fail? Am I going to go bankrupt? Am I going to, we're not there yet. (laughs) That's, that's not the step that we're on yet. We're just, all right, we did some research. We thought of an idea. We thought of a problem we could solve, did a little bit of research, incorporated. All right, well, what do you think the next best step would be? I think we often die from overanalyzation. And analysis paralysis is so true because while you're analyzing, you could just be doing the next step. Just do the next step. What's the next step? Well, I don't know. Maybe get a logo. Okay, cool. You know what? Maybe that's not the absolute best in the world next step, but it's something. You can do that. Go on Fiverr. Pay somebody 25 bucks for a logo. Go on Canva and make one for yourself for free. Takes like an hour. Cool. Now you have a logo. Dope. And guess what? If you don't like it, you're the boss so you can change it later. Cool. You have a logo now. Dope. What do you think the next best step would be? Um, hmm. Probably figuring out if it's a product, maybe you want to make a prototype of the product. How hard is it to make a prototype of your product? Is it totally impossible? I doubt it. Will it cost $100,000 to make one prototype? Most likely not. It probably will cost like maybe a couple hundred bucks. And you're, you know, thinking, because you're not thinking in a slow and rational and calm way, you're not getting the steps done. So this is how you get the steps done. Don't think about the, is it going to be an actual billion dollar company or not? Is it actually going to make a billion dollars or not? The idea is just to come up with the idea first. So just start on those first few steps. And I have a very exciting announcement, which is our official website is up and running millionairementormethod.com. And on there, the idea is that we are first and foremost, a mentor-mentee community. And my idea is that I would want this website, this company, this podcast to be the Uber of mentors. And that kind of just grew out of me not being able to find good, high-quality mentors when I was younger because I could have really used someone. I mean, I really could have. And, you know, it's it's so... It can be such a daunting prospect to try to just find a mentor. So I want this to be a mentor-mentee matching service not service, I guess, but community where you can post yourself up as a mentee. You can post yourself up as a mentor and we're working right now on how all of that is going to work because I want everybody to stay accountable. If you're a mentee needing a mentor 
and they disappear on you, then that's not going to be good for you. That's not going to reflect well on us as a company. And that's not what I want. So I want to have a built-in, some kind of built-in system where, uh, you know, it is mutual exchange for mutual exchange. And I will, you know what, we're going to see how that goes. We're still working on it. I'm still brainstorming and I'm coming, trying to come up with the best possible way to go about being the Uber of millionaire mentors. But for now, you can absolutely sign up at least for, uh, to be a member of the millionairementormethod.com community. And that's free for now, completely free just to, you know, get some people on there, get going. And, uh, also I am creating a Monday millionaire mentor method tip. That's a lot of M's Monday millionaire mentor method tip or quote. So I know that having a newsletter is important for communities, but for now, I don't want to spam anyone. I don't want to make just another uh, newsletter that's just, you know, not giving much value. So for me, I subscribe to a few newsletters and uh, I'll tell you which ones those are actually. So I subscribe to the four hour work week newsletter by Tim Ferriss. Um, I subscribe to some stuff by, um, by Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I have subscriptions for, uh, Impact Theory with Tom and Lisa Bilyeu. Um, am I missing anyone? I feel like I'm missing a couple people. Um, but those are some of the main ones. And I, I don't want to make another newsletter that is very wordy and lengthy. So I think I'm just going to do a, just a one, just like a giant tip of the day. That's it. Just a tip of the day. Nothing else. Just something daily that you can think of. So you can read it in five seconds, open it, read it for five seconds and close it. That's it. That's the whole newsletter. Just to prime your brain for excellence and to give you something to think about because, you know, even if we don't think that we are remembering all of this stuff, uh, it, it, trust me, it's going in your ears and it is going into your brain. Even if you feel like you can't remember it all, you are subconsciously processing everything that you see and read and hear and think about every single day. So, For now, subscribe to the newsletter, sign up for the free community, and you can message me there directly. I'm going to be the one uh, handling all messages for the next few while. (laughs) That is not an actual time. Few while is not a a correct business term. Please do not say few while. in your business dealings, but that's what, that's the only thing I can think of. So until then, what is your billion dollar idea? I know you have one and remember to each one, teach one.
The information provided in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice, investment advice, or medical advice. The host is not a financial advisor nor a medical doctor or licensed therapist. Any financial or medical decisions made based on the information in this podcast are made at the listener's own risk. It is recommended that listeners consult with licensed professionals such as CPAs, financial advisors, and licensed physicians before making any investment or medical decisions. The host and creators of this podcast accept no responsibility or liability for any loss or damages incurred as a result of the information provided in this podcast.